Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Coach Jonathan Sullivan, or otherwise known as Coach Sully, is the author of The Barbell Prescription and the owner of Graysteel Strength and Conditioning. Let me go back to uh, The Barbell Prescription. He's a co-author of The Barbell Prescription. I want to give Andy Baker his, his due. And um, his strength and conditioning practice is in Farmington, Michigan. His primary focus is on the youth of strength training in the middle-aged and elderly populations as a way to improve function and fight the diseases of aging, which we will talk about. And he discusses a lot about in the, the barbell prescription. So uh, I found Jonathan or coach Sully uh, because of my transition into more barbell training for myself and clients um, through the starting strength uh, method. So that's been a couple of years now. I follow him uh, pre-religiously on his YouTube channel. I've read his book, so I can't, recommend that enough. That'll be in the description for anybody who wants to follow along with that. But Coach Sully, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. It's a real pleasure. Thank you for having me, Eric. No problem. So you have a very interesting background. Uh, work us through how you started and where you are now. Well, uh, I um, I was a Marine, a Marine out of high school. I joined the Marine Corps out of high school and never went to college. I actually still have never graduated college to this day, uh, but that's another story. And um, so the Marine Corps is pretty physical existence. And uh, I got out and uh, at some point I decided I needed to continue my education and I had always wanted to be a doctor. So I did pre-med. Um, I went to college, I majored in chemistry and um, biology, never graduated, got into med school without graduating from college. And um, I became an emergency physician and I had an emergency medicine career, lasted about 25 years. And during that time, um, I got a real eyeful of um, unhealthy aging and the degenerative diseases of aging. And in particular, you know, high blood pressure, type two diabetes, obesity, uh, chronic inflammation, um, heart failure, stroke, uh, and so on. And um, I was also involved during my medical career in neuroscience research. I was um, interested in the problem of brain resuscitation after cardiac arrest, trauma, and stroke. And uh, I was, uh, I did some pretty hardcore research uh, on those topics. Uh, it wasn't clinical research. It was basic science research, you know, basically rat brain research, biochemistry, uh, molecular biology, and so on. And I was very, very interested in how brain cells die. Uh, and uh, believe it or not, it was that question that ultimately led me to the issue of strength training. Um, brain cells commit suicide. Uh, when they're injured in trauma or stroke or cardiac arrest, and they have a program, um, uh, a self-destruct program that they initiate it's called apoptosis or program cell death. And, um, and that's how they die. And we were very interested in my lab in the use of growth factors uh, to um, retard or arrest that process. And looking at the literature on growth factors eventually led me to some literature on strength training and the elaboration of growth factors when people lift heavy weights. And that was very, very interesting to me. And at the same time, I was in my 40s, late 40s, 
And I had become aware that I was losing muscle mass too. Mm -hmm. So I became increasingly interested in resistance training. And uh, the problem with that was that even with the scientist's mind, uh, you know, I couldn't figure out what to do. Uh, I was interested in strength training. I knew I needed something to help me hang on to my muscle. But when I went to the literature and I went to the internet, um, I just got confused. There, there, was, there, there was just no real um, body of work that systematized it and, and made it easy for somebody like me to know what to do. Uh, and then I found Ripito's book. And that was, um, I think, a major contribution. And um, it made sense to me. And uh, but making sense isn't enough. So I did the experiment. I tried it on myself right. and others, and it worked really well. And eventually, I became a coach. And eventually, I opened a coaching business. And eventually, I retired from emergency medicine. And so, I basically coach people in their fifties, sixties, seventies, full time now. Uh, awesome. most of it's, uh, in the gym, some of it's on, um, online, uh, some of it's in consultation practice, but, uh, anyway, that's what I do now. That's awesome. And you mentioned a couple things. So starting, believe it from, or not, that was the short version of that story. No, I do believe you. <laughs> believe it or not. There's a couple things that you did bring up. Um, you kept mentioning that you were interested in strength training. Now there's a, there is a difference in strength training and in exercise. So in your mind at the time, when you realized that the people that you were dealing with, I can't remember if I've heard this in another interview. I know you mentioned, it, I think in your book also, but you mentioned that one thing that you've noticed that almost all of them had something in common and they were all, um, for lack of better terms, they were all weak. They had not a lot of muscle mass, um, which then leads you down, you know, into, you know, sarcopenia and, a metabolic syndrome and other things like that, that, that you mentioned, but why did, was it strength training first popped into your head or was it, I need to exercise and uh, what are the differences there? Well, I, yeah. So I should say that um, aside from a period when I was uh, getting my PhD after residency and residency itself, I've always been pretty active ever since I got into the Marine Corps been pretty physical ever since I got out of high school and got in the Marine Corps. Before that, it was a bookworm. Um, so um, I was thinking of it as exercise. I never really, before I encountered Ripito's book and this whole field of exercise science uh, kind of opened up to me, um, I had never really internalized the idea of progressive overload or the difference between training and exercise. So yeah, I was thinking about it in exercise. I needed to get strong and I needed to build muscle. And I, you know, I had some primitive idea that I needed to do that with resistance exercise uh, right. or, or training. Um, but it was Ripito's book and long conversations with Ripito and um, people in that orbit and getting to know more and more coaches. And then my own, you know, I, when I encounter something new, I science it. You know, so I went into the exercise medicine literature after I encountered Repto's book and um, I wanted to understand it at a really, really fundamental level. And so it was all of that that started to make clear to me the difference, the distinction, a critical distinction between mm -hmm. training and exercise. Um, and uh, Ripito has uh, 
put this as well as anybody and he's made the distinction the clearest. And in, in a way, I won't say he actually did it first, but he's really, he's really put a marker there. And um, that difference is that exercise is just physical movement that you do today. You get in a workout, right? Um, training is a long-term program, a systematic program that manipulates training variables over time um, and exploits the, um, the principle of progressive overload um, to produce long-term improvements in health and performance and function. That's training. That's different. Um, yep. And when you make that connection in your mind, if you're a doctor, uh, you start to think of that, well, that's a prescription. That's a treatment plan. That's what that is. Uh, so, you know, call it what you want, but it, it you know, it's basically the same kind of thing. And so I started to make that connection um, about exercise being a form of medicine and training being a form of medicine, a prescription. And the program is the prescription. Um, and uh, the particular medicine that you're prescribing you know, is you know, strength training with barbells or strength training with machines or strength training with kettlebells or endurance training or whatever. And so the whole idea of, well, if exercise is a medicine and it is, and it's the most powerful medicine we have against the degenerative diseases of aging, mm -hmm. and it is very clearly, then how do we prescribe that medicine? And nobody talks about that. So what are the, what are the criteria for the prescription? What are the therapeutic targets? Um, how do we decide what that, what that medicine is? And that's really what the first part of our book, The Barbell Prescription is all about. It's like, well, if exercise is medicine, how do we formulate a correct exercise prescription? Yes. We have to have criteria. And then when we establish those criteria and we go forward, we, you know, we arrive at an answer. And for us, the answer is, you know, strength training with barbells as the, as the keystone, but still endurance training, still metabolic conditioning, those kinds of things as well. Well, then believe it or not, that was the short answer. To that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can get to a long answer pretty soon. But what's interesting is when someone comes to me and they say that their doctor says I need to exercise more, they don't have their, not only do they not really know what that means, but their doctor doesn't say anything else. And they kind of go, okay, we just go exercise more, which mean, which for the for a lot of people could just mean start walking, which is a great place to start. Right. Sure. But even, but even the most basic thing like that isn't like you said, prescribed. Right. So when they come to see someone like us and they're looking for more direction, um, this person might have gone through the gauntlet of looking at, you know, online videos already. They have, they've gone to a trampoline class or they've joined a couch to 5k program and all of these things while leading them in the, in into a direction in terms of like where, where we are, which is hopefully the better direction. Um, they still don't have an understanding of what it's going to take. And if you lay it out, how you laid it out, where this is a treatment plan. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but most treatment plans, you don't throw the whole book at it. You, you need to tease things out, but this treatment plan of strength training are consisted of, you know, a, a few things, um, Let's break it down to movement patterns, human, 
loaded human movement to put it like Ripito would put it, which makes total sense to me. Uh, because sure. when you look at, look at the fitness market, you have a thousand, and I'm not going to bash any, any machines. I still use machines in my practice for some people, but there's a billion different machines out there. There's a ton of different types of uh, sets and reps you can accumulate. And, you know, do I train seven days a week? Do I train three days a week? What's the best protocol for, for people? And when they come to see us, it's sometimes, especially when you're new to, to introducing these programs, it could be kind of a tricky thing to get people to buy into using barbells, especially in the age group that, that you cater to because they, they come to you and what they have been taught, and it's not by a physician, it's not by um, a professional in the industry, but it's been just in the world that barbells are used for young people, mostly young men who want to get gigantic and lift super, super mega heavy weight. And while you do need to use heavy weight to make an impact, that's going to vary across the board from person to person. So my long-winded <laughs> entry is when someone comes to see you, what is that, what does that discussion look like? And how do you how do you introduce that to them? It goes a couple of ways. Um, increasingly, um, what happens is uh, when people come through the door, they're already sold uh, because we have a book and because this mode of exercise medicine for older adults is becoming more accepted. Yeah. <clears throat> and in, in at least two cases, I've actually had somebody come in with a prescription from their doctor for barbell training. What? Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, so that that's when, you know, that, you know, that we're winning kind of thing. But um, the other way it goes obviously is, you know, their son drags them in uh, or their wife drags them in or something like that, where they come in and they're not sure what to expect. <clears throat> and you, yeah, you have to make the sale. You have to, you have to get them to, and they haven't read the book or anything. You have to get them to understand that um, this is a form of exercise medicine that strength is fundamental, that this is a very good and safe um, and practical and simple and efficient and powerful way to train for strength. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and that's a conversation. Um, and, um, I'm actually pretty good at making that case, uh, even without the book. I have an ace in the hole, however, which is that I'm a physician. So, nice. uh, people have probably, uh, an unwarranted confidence in physicians. Um, even now, I mean, people are a lot more critical and, and skeptical about medicine than they used to be. But even so, when somebody realizes you're a doctor, they're a little bit more likely to sure. put some credence in what you have to say. So I've got yeah. a little bit of, I've got a little bit of juice there. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I have another ace in the hole, which is that I've got a gym full of old people who lift weights. Uh, and people either see that when they come in uh, or they see it on our videos. Um, and, um, you know, it works. Yeah. At the end of the, you know, the bottom of the argument is this, the, when somebody prescribes a medicine, they prescribe 
the, the medicine, they prescribe its formulation, they describe its dose, they describe its, they prescribe its route of administration, its frequency, and its therapeutic targets. That's what a prescription is. And um, when you when you have a prescription for healthier, more fit aging that is designed for the aging adult who's losing muscle mass and strength preferentially over his other fitness attributes, um, you arrive at a barbell prescription because barbells um, are the safest. They have the widest therapeutic window, the most exquisite dosing of any form of exercise medicine available. There's nothing else that comes close even. Uh, they are the most powerful and intense intervention because they allow the most weight to be used of any intervention. Mm -hmm. uh, they hit the largest number of fitness attributes of any other single intervention. Um, and they're simple and efficient. You know, you get four or five exercises and you train those exercises and you train them two or three times a week. And that's really it. Um, so uh, it was a movie, one of my favorite movies, uh, Heat, where one of the characters says, uh, one, of the, one of the characters says to a cop, like, what else are you selling? And he says, all kinds of shit, but I don't have to, because this shit here sells itself. Uh, <laughs> and it does. Uh, it, it just sells itself. So actually, yeah. um, you know, we, you know, we've got the book, and we've got the videos, and, you know, we can make the case here in a podcast or something like that. But at the end of the day, this shit sells itself. It's yeah. just, it works really well works yeah. really well it does and i think uh and i've talked about this at great length and almost probably every one of my episodes specifically about strength training but when you when you hand when you tell and we'll get into what an aging adult means but let's just say someone in their 60s and above um that they can train with a barbell and you show them how to do it and it's not it, it's i don't want to say difficult because you know it eventually becomes Tra the training becomes difficult but they, they have an i can do this moment yeah it's like it's like yeah. something goes off and and yeah. not only yeah, you not see only, it not oh yeah and they tell you they will yeah. when they put it when they put their first deadlift down and they stand up wow. and they're like i never knew that i could do this also it it gives you like they buy into your trust so fast after that because yeah. you you're saying no, no no i already know you can do this and here's how, and you show them five steps and they do it and they pull it off the ground and they're standing there and they put it back down. And it's this, let's do it again. Yeah. Kind of yeah. thing, you know, and then they go out and they tell all their friends about it and they say, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm lifting weights. I'm a weightlifter. And it's that by itself. Well, that's part of what happens though. Uh, mm -hmm. when you, uh, uh, that, that's sort of a meta medicine that occurs. Um, because, we have a conversation with people when they first sign up with us and they first, they do their first workout and you bring them in for their first workout and they have that moment, right? Like, wow, I can squat and I can overhead press right. and I can deadlift. This is like, wow. And, um, and they outperform their expectations on the very first try. And, um, you know, they don't, they're not lifting a lot of weight yet, but no. they're more than they thought they could. Mm -hmm. And they're actually doing these, barbell exercises and that's huge to them. And then you sit them down and um, I, I give them a log 
I give them a little composition book and I show them how to fill it out. Like, this is what you did today. This is our weight rep sets format. This is how you fill out the log. This is how you log your workout, right? And, uh, you know, you put the date up here and then you put the exercise and you put down what you did. And, you know, and then you take this book and then you give it back to me. So I did your first log entry. From now on, you'll do the log entry. You'll log every single rep that you do, every single warm up, right? Every single warm up, every single attempt, you'll rep, you'll, you'll record everything that you do. Because what you're doing now is not exercise. This goes back to the exercise training thing, right? right? What you're doing is training. You're manipulating these training variables that you're recording in your log, your sets, mm -hmm. your reps, your weights, your exercise selection. These are all, you know, your rest times. All this stuff is, is training variables. You're training. You're engaged in a long-term program for the optimization of health and performance attribute, right? We have a word for people who do that. And I look them right in the eye and say, we call them athletes, yeah. right? Training is something that athletes do. You're training now. You're logging your workouts. You're engaged in training. You're an athlete. Now go home and eat something. And they, their eyes just get <laughs> like that, right? And, yeah. and uh, you know, and we will continue your training on Friday. And, and, and then you're done, right? They, then they ne they'll, they'll never go away, right? Yeah. They, uh, so that, that is a fundamental transformation of the individual's identity. Yeah. And that is, you know, so to be, to be 40, uh, 50, 60, and to be slowing down and losing muscle mass and being fat and getting wheezy when you get out of a chair to go get some Cheetos out of the kitchen and like that whole thing. Right. And now to be able to identify as an athlete and to see consistent mm -hmm. linear improvements in your ability to perform physically, that is transformative. Yep. That is a deep human transformation. And I don't know of any other medicine that does anything like that. And I've given every kind of medicine that you can imagine. So um, yeah, it's a big yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. They are, they are then recording their own prescription. Like they're, you just handed them the tablet and saying, you, you have control of this. No one's ever told you that before, but you actually have control of this and you get right. to see, you get to see everything. I, I don't have a log books for my clients. Number one, I think most of them would leave them at home, but I record everything on a Google doc and I share that Google doc with them. And so, um, I know a lot of my clients will be like, I don't, I trust you, Eric. I don't care as long as I'm making progress and no matter what, once a month, I will show them, hey, 30 days ago, you did this and you just did this today. And then it's like, oh, okay, great. So at the end of the month, what happens is they ask me again, you know, did, did I make progress? You know, where, where, where are my improvements? And then it becomes a biweekly thing. And then it becomes like a weekly or a poor workout. What are we going to do? Are we hitting, are we going heavier today? Right. So we, we, I actually used to do something like that with spreadsheets, but it got very time consuming with the number of clients that we have. And sure, um, it is. so what we do is instead we give them a spreadsheet, uh, a physical spreadsheet where they can record their one, three, five, eight, ten 10 rep maxes right. uh, and, and track their PRs. Well, we require people to report their PRs for uh, our weekly newsletter. And then I don't let them take their logs home. 
yeah, I yeah, keep yeah, their yeah. logs. I keep their logs in the gym, uh, and I look at everybody's training log uh, several times a week. Um, yeah. And uh, so, when, when people come into the gym, they get their prescription uh, on a whiteboard that uh, I've made out for them. So they come in and I hand them their whiteboard and their log. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, that's what they're going to do today. And yeah. they don't do it unquestioningly, especially the more established athletes. They're like, yeah, you know, is that too much of an increase? Is this, you know, or shouldn't I be doing this or that? You know, and then we'll talk about it and do shared decision-making with it. Critical thinking, but, yeah. Um, yeah, but um, no, they, they, we have them keep their training logs at the gym and I look at them all the time and they're, you know, they are very aware of yeah. whether or not they're, they're making progress or not. What I tell people early on um, when, you know, when they're first thinking about signing on with this, I've got this big stack of log books right there and I'll show a prospective client. It's like, you're going to get a log. Right. And I don't have to tell you whether or not you're making progress. I don't have to tell you, you look great. I don't have to tell you you've got more pep or energy or spring in your step. That's all baloney right just look at your log you're either getting stronger or you're not if you're right. not getting stronger you should fire me yeah because that's what you're paying for you're paying to get stronger and everything else kind of flows out of that yep. so um i love i love it it's very it's very quantitative it's very black and white yeah it is yep it is so i we didn't we shouldn't talked about this a, a long time ago but the the age the age of people, I'm, I'm 39 when we record this. So I turned 40 this year. Um, and, you know, 40 is, it's relatively young. And, but when you get From where there, I'm standing, it is. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> and yeah. a lot of my clients too. But like, so, but we don't, but man, it, it, it's going to, it's going to be here faster than we know it. The earlier we can get started, the better. That seems like a no brainer. But when it you're is. 40, especially when you're relatively healthy, maybe you don't have all the syndromes yet that we're talking about. Um, maybe you went to the doctor, got your annual, your blood pressure's just a little bit higher than last year. Nothing to be too worried about. He said, if we come back next year, maybe we'll put you on a, you know, some kind of medication to control it. And you're, and, and you're still thinking, well, I'm only 40. It's not a big deal. When when, in your opinion, is the right time to get started with something like this? If you're an adult and you haven't started thinking about it, if you're 40, are you, are you behind the game? Should you start at 30? Is, it, is this thing that you're talking about? That's only for 60 plus year olds. And I shouldn't have to worry about that yet. So, um, no, it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, what's your situation, you should start now. Um, you know, it's, uh, we call it the physiological 401k. Who wants to wait until they're 40 to start saving for retirement, right? right? Except what you're saving for retirement here is muscle and bone and, and um, uh, your, your metabolism and uh, your metabolic capacity. Um, you're saving your ability to perform it physically in the arena of life. The arena of life is a physical arena. And um, nobody, you know, nobody asks these questions about saving, saving for retirement. 
Well, when's right. it too early to start? It's never too early. I wish I had started when I was a teenager, right? Yeah. But in both things, saving money and and working on fitness. I wish I had started barbell training when I was in high school yeah, um, or, or even earlier, um, but I didn't. And so let's say you're 45 and you haven't saved money for retirement and you've maybe got 20 work years left, right? And you ask any financial advisor in the whole world, um, is it too late? And they'll all say, no, it would have been better if you'd started 20 years ago. But, right. you know, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The yeah. second best time is today. Uh, and so start today. Um, yeah. And we have people who start in their 70s and their 80s and their 90s. And they improve. They get better. They make their lives better. Um, and so... Yeah, I would say whoever you are, however old you are, yep. start today. I mean, you know, if you're six, <laughs> that's different. Well, but, but you know, if you're in your 20s, um, you should be training. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you're a man or a woman. You're a young man or a young woman. And as Socrates himself said, you have no right to be an amateur in matters of physical training. It's It should be, it, it's something like, Having a job and balancing your checkbook, right, and paying your taxes is something that you that we should just have to do as a matter of course. Yeah, if you have the ability to do it, especially when you see people of your the demographic that you serve doing it and doing it well and consistently, I think it's a matter of you know they see the value in it because it's they see the the overall improvement if if they've gone from uh, being able to not stand up out of a chair. You know, when I would say most 20 year olds might be able to do that. Uh, and then the day comes where you bend down to pick up your wallet and you feel that uh, in your back. Well, not saying that's not going to happen. So I, I want to be as strong as I can. So when my my wallet does throw me a fit, I'm going to be <laughs> better, better able right. to recover from it. <laughs> right. Um, but the, I think one of the things that we. Um, as I would say, coaches who are just entering the field, and I'll say, I'll say personal trainers. I think most people who chase after the starting strength um, format are at a in a different section of their training career, maybe than someone just entering the field. Because if you're just entering the field, if you're a young coach or trainer, it's very intimidating to try to to coach that 65, 70 plus year old into using barbells because you're maybe you don't have the verbal capacity to tell them what's going to happen. Um, and as soon as they feel intimidated, you're like, that's okay. We can go over here to this machine and do this. That's, that's okay. Um, which I understand if you need, look, if you need money, you need money. And that's, that's what most of that stuff is there for. I understand it. But as soon as you can grasp how to explain what is going to happen to someone and you do it, you do it time again, you've done it to yourself. Uh, every, everything else just falls in place. But, but, but it's, it's interesting to me that we haven't, I think just now, if you're paying attention in the strength and conditioning field, you're seeing more and more people of all ages, especially the older variety, using barbells and being very successful with it. Whereas 20 years ago when CrossFit, like, you know, just like exploded on the scene, 
you didn't really hear much about it unless you were already doing it until just then. And then it was like freak athletes only. So right. we're getting back. So we're getting back into this position. It's where becoming, is, it's definitely becoming more commonplace now. Having said all that, do you have any, any other suggestions, recommendations for uh, coaches and trainers who are maybe in this spot where they're, they're leaning towards that way, but they just haven't pulled the trigger or maybe they failed a couple of times. Well, um, you know, first of all, uh, if you want to understand the theory and practice of barbell training for older adults, it turns out there's a book uh, <laughs> uh, that see is the details a, below. Right. It's a pretty comprehensive. It's your textbook yeah. uh, uh, is theory and practice. Uh, and so we wrote that book, not just for older adults, but for the people who might coach them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I think you know, start there. Um, and there's lots of stuff online by people like myself and others, Andy, um, Mm -hmm. on, um, on coaching older adults. And then, you know, barbell coaching has become, um, a profession and, uh, and you can think of coaching older adults with barbells as sort of the subspecialty of that profession. So I would recommend that, you know, if you want to make a living as a trainer in the fitness industry, um, there are a number of ways that you could go, but I think a particularly smart way to go is to obtain some sort of professional barbell coaching certification. Um, the starting strength uh, credential is valuable. Uh, it, it is in demand. Um, I will tell you right now that uh, I get I get a hundred emails a day from people who want to do this uh, and they want to know how they can do it. And one of the first things I do is I try and find out whether or not they're close to a starting strength coach right. or, a pe- or a professional barbell coach. Um, and there's just not enough. There's just not enough of these people. Uh, so this is, uh, this is a credential that is in demand, is in short supply, and that is really, really needed. I, you know, I refer people to other coaches in their areas all the yep. time. Um, and sometimes I can't find somebody to refer people to. Right. Um, so there's the starting strength credential. There's the PBC credential um, mm-hmm. that's out of Barbell Logic. Um, right. And uh, those credentials are valuable. And they're both excellent credentials. Uh, with excellent didactic and practical teaching uh, to prepare you to work with the general population. And then there are places like Grace Deal um, where you can come and learn how to coach older athletes. Uh, and there's the book. So, uh, you know, get busy. Uh, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I would say. Uh, and by the way, if you are a, a physician, uh, or some sort of allied health like a physician or a nurse or a physical doctor or physical therapy, something like that. And you want a second act in life, uh, learn how to train with barbells and learn how to train older people with barbells. Yeah. Um, they need you. Uh, they will be um, loyal clients. If you can get those people strong, they will be your loyal clients forever. You can almost name your own price. And, uh, and they pay their bills. 
yeah, older right, clients exactly. do. So, uh, the, you know, that's what I would tell people in the fitness industry, get your PBC, get your SSC, get some sort of barbell coaching certification. Those are the only two that I can recommend right now. Um, SSC is the oldest and most well-established, um, but uh, the PBC is nothing to sneeze at. It's a very good credential. I hold both of them. Get one of those credentials and start working with other coaches uh, and, you know, build a practice uh, and you'll do well. Yeah. Yeah. This, this idea of specialization, I think in the fitness industry is kind of scary to new coaches because they feel like they're limiting themselves, but the fat, but the faster you can do that, I think the more you, the more people will find you, you're not going to be hunting for the perfect client those clients come straight to, to you. I, uh, I taught if, a, if there were, if there were three or four of me and I never had to sleep, yeah. uh, I yeah, <laughs> you still couldn't like, catch up. I couldn't, I could never catch up with the demand. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm telling you it's out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Once I started, once I started to realize that this is many years ago, who I wanted to work with, um, the age range I wanted to work with, what we were going to do. And I put that on my website. I got more emails weekly than I did when I, when I was just about personal training, come see me, we'll do whatever you kind of want to do, which is mm -hmm. what I did when I first started. But I, I taught a, um, a personal training course um, out at Cincinnati State Community College. And um, I had someone after me, after the class, someone came up and they're like, Eric, can I, can you really have a career in this industry? I'm like, man, yes, but it weeds people out, right? It weeds people out fast. And if you like, if you, if you find that special specialization and you're not afraid to go after it with everything, then you can be successful. You can. Um, yeah. And, and this, this industry is like we talked at the very beginning. It's so monetarily be very, very rewarding. But when you actually realize that you changed somebody's life that day, I mean, seriously, it's incredible. There's nothing like it. There isn't anything like it. And they, you may be as a coach, we put everything back on them. Like you lifted the weight. I was here just yelling the command at you. You lifted the weight. We go home to do our everyday duties, but they're the ones who go home to talk about what they did in the gym today with you. And there, I got goosebumps and there's, there's nothing I wouldn't trade that for the no, it's, world. It's, it, 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 it is uh, phenomenal. And um, if you do it right, um, your clients will stick with you for a long Whatever. time. And, you'll, and what you'll find is, uh, uh, <laughs> I always compare it to the, to the, there's an old movie with Clint Eastwood called The Outlaw, Josie Wales. I don't know if you've ever seen it. And he's just, he's an outlaw and uh, he just wants to be left alone. And by the end of the mu a movie, he's got this whole community that's grown up around him to his annoyance almost, right? There's this whole community of people that have grown up and relationships that have formed, not just with him, but around him, like something grows up around him. That's what's happened to me at Gracie without me ever intending to, or any, I just, I just wanted to coach old people and get them stronger and help them. And it's very rewarding. But now I have this community that's totally beyond my control. Like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, these people go off and do things with each other that I have no idea what they're up to. And, uh, <laughs> right. All these people have formed like friendships and networks and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, 
how did that happen? Mm-hmm. So uh, the 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 ripples that you can send through people's lives and through the community just by helping them get stronger and more fit and helping them reconnect with their physical existence. It's absolutely astonishing. It's powerful. It's powerful mm-hmm. stuff. Um, well, with that, Sully, I thank you so much for joining us. Um, if people want to learn more about you, what you do, how to get a hold of you so you can refer them out, <laughs> where's the best place to get a hold of you? Uh, you can find me at graysteel.org. Um, that's G R E Y S T E E L dot O R G. Uh, our email is, uh, uh, fitness at gmail.com. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com uh, slash graysteel. Uh, we're on Instagram under the barbell prescription. Um, but that's not even close to being our primary social media thing. Our big thing is the YouTube channel. Uh, and, um, uh, we have lots of good information up there that you can watch for free. Um, but graceteal.org has all the, all the contact and all kinds of good info for you. There's a blog there, the whole library of, of materials that you can look at. Um, so that's where to find me. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll link all that in the show notes, folks. Coach, I hope people do reach out to you. Thanks so much for your time again. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me today, Eric. I appreciate it. It was fun. 